Hello, everyone. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. Blaylock Dialysis Center is a convenient state-of-the-art dialysis center in the Houston area, run by Dr. Panakin Patel. Relax in a comfortable environment while receiving quality care. Serving adults 18 to geriatrics, we are here to help you. Call 713-463-6611 for more information or visit us at our website at www.blaylockdialysiscenter.com. Blaylock Dialysis Center, where helping you get well is our priority. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland, offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress-Free Living, and Personal Development Classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. Get off the grid and step inside your heart. Sister Jenna guides you through a powerful, encouraging, and motivating meditation that allows you to let go and become aware of you, regain strength, power, and peace. The philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned. Everywhere is war. That until they're no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation. Until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes. Mr. War. That until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all. God to raise this award that until that day the dream of lasting peace world citizenship rule of international morality will remain but a fleeting illusion to 
and until the ignoble and unhappy regime that holds our brothers in Angola, in Mozambique, South Africa, subhuman bondage have been toppled, totally destroyed, where everywhere is war, Mr. War, war in the east, war in the west, war up north, war down south, war, war, rumors of a war, and until that day, Welcome to America Meditating Radio, wonderful Bob Marley, from my hometown, Jamaica, and maybe I think Kingston or Spanish Town. Thank you for joining us. Your contribution and time and energy is always most valuable, I know, to me and to everyone that's here. You know, it's just a, I think that for many of us, when we observe our lives or do our life reviews, we find that we go inwards and there are times that we know how to direct the narrative and there are times that we find ourselves a little bit stuck with like where do I go from here it seems as if you know we find ourselves in a pattern that we can't seem to break and many of us are now beginning to understand the power of neural pathway and re sort of wiring the brain as my very good friend Dr. Andrew Newberg uh, wrote in the book and um if we can just rewire the way that we interpret things or frame things or understand things, I think the first step of rewiring has to begin with the self, thyself, ourselves, me. And for some, I don't know if it has ever happened to you, but there are times that you turn inwards and you bump into a conflict, a conflict between your higher self and your normal self. And as much as you wish to live the higher self, the normal self seems to be the higher narrative or the one with a far more influence in the way that you think and speak and, and behave with your life and handle your life. But that quite gnawing you know, voice inside keeps saying, but there's a higher part to you. There's a more um, elevated part to you. Um, and if sometimes there is conflict that you have to deal with internally in order to get there. And sometimes without the conflict, you just can't. Looking at the country and what it's going through, I woke up the other morning and the first thought in the early morning rise, which is about 3, 3.30 for me, I was just thinking, wow, you know, so many individuals just want to see our country in a particular space that might not be very positive. But then 
what is it that our country has been doing to even warrant that vibration from other people? So it's never really just a one-sided affair. My life is not just functioning because of what's happening outside and stuff that I haven't done or, or have done. And for me, one of the areas that I've been observing myself um, looking into is the areas that I'm just missing. I can tick off all the amazing characteristic traits in which I feel I represent or I've morphed into or perhaps uh, use of a better language I've returned to. And yet I can still see that there are areas that are still missing. And we live in a world where being in conflict with the self or even in conflict with nature or in conflict with political parties, in conflict with value systems is the norm. But why is that? I mean, coming so normal. It's becoming normalized. I was at our headquarters of the Brahma Kumaris in Mount Abu, India, and I was there for almost a month, and I didn't even remember the hell that I left behind in Washington, D.C. So I think that if we keep feeding the consciousness, if we keep feeding the vibrations of thought from outside in, and if that outside is kind of charged with limitation of narrative, uh, if it's charged with fear, if it's charged with body awareness where it's just about the limitation of my existence, I think it's going to hurt the power that is sitting in the soul. So if we've lost our inner strength and the ability to exercise what we understand to be elevated, then it's only natural for us to live an existence that just seems in conflict with the self. And we know that fighting has doesn't get us really anywhere and quarreling sometimes just doesn't get us what we want. It just creates more negative energy. And there are times we just can't seem to help ourselves. But what we can do and what we have complete power over is to develop our own internal strength to be able to recognize our own value and in return be able to recognize the value of other people. And we can accept and understand that diversity is a must at this time. And I think the more diverse we become, the more our power of acceptance gets amplified. And so in my study of Raj Yoga Meditation, I've learned um, on my journey the value of really being able to go one little step higher in understanding who I am and, and why I'm here. The more we can understand that there are certain fundamental areas of wisdom that we need to perhaps explore. I don't say you have to believe it, but to explore it. And if you've ever been to any of the Brahma Kumari's meditation centers in the U.S. or across the world, because I know that the American Meditating Radio Show is uh, listened to in 90 countries across the globe, you will encounter some fundamental classes like, who am I? Who is God? What is the importance of karma philosophy? Why are we all in this together? Are we related? How do we uh, 
understand that um, even though we're different, we still seem to find ourselves in a particular cycle of time, which is actually helping us. So in this conversation today, I'd just like to take you through a very easy, crash course of Raj Yoga meditation, the six classes that we share. But before I do that, I'd like us to just take a moment to pause and have just a little reflection time just to, you know, center ourselves a little bit in a moment of stillness and then to begin to look at some of the aspects of meditation and what it actually means for us. So when we meditate, we actually just focus on our thinking. We focus on what our thoughts are saying and and what they're trying to help us to understand. So when you turn in, you basically begin to listen to the conversation that's happening in your mind. So let's enjoy just a, two minutes from my Off the Grid Into the Heart meditation CD. In this meditation, I invite you to become aware of the two types of consciousness that reside within the soul. Let us choose the consciousness of light over the darkness of past stories, the history that gets into our way. Let us now remember our connection to the Supreme Energy, the Supreme Soul, the Being of Light. For far too long, we have allowed the external forces to dictate our inner force. And at this time, I choose to get off the grid and step inside the heart to be myself. I choose to no longer be under the influence of what the world tells me, what my parents have told me, my spouse, friends, or anyone who has been a negative influence in my life. In this meditation, I stand strong in the original, eternal, imperishable worth of the soul. I, the being of light, the soul of power, I step into the heart and I become a being of love, a being of light and goodness. Mm, welcome back. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. That was off the grid, into the heart, meditation CD by yours truly. We're talking about Raj Yoga Meditation. How best to end our own internal conflict by having kind of a fundamental awareness of what's at stake, what's what are some of the mysteries in life that I seem to perhaps have missed. And if you ever visit any of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Centers, the first lesson that we tend to 
try to begin the conversation on is who am I? You know, there's a saying, let there be light and more light. And at this time of gloom and mental distress or just plaguing many lives, you may be ready for something fresh in your life that can add some bounce to your step, something that can liberate you, something that can always be there. So some of us call it soul. Zest, raison d'etre. It's a powerful sense of the self drawn from a wellspring inside of our mind and body. It can make the day worth saying hello. When you're in the awareness of yourself, this who am I self, this, the real answer to who am I, then there's an awareness that the soul is a sparkling spiritual power. It's naturally sweet. It's naturally loving. It's naturally at peace. But it also holds memories. And it has, um, from those memories, a personality. It has built a personality. And that personality is you. And from time to time, have you ever heard somebody comment when a baby is just born, wow, that's like an old soul. So the soul comes with that vibration of some narrative of the past. But weird, it looks like it's brand new out of the womb. But at the same token, people don't always say that to all souls that come out of the womb. But there's just a feeling. So in the soul, there are recordings. Past, present, future. And we call those uh, recordings like your sanskaras. It's a history. And each one of us on this planet, we're carrying our own history. And when we come onto the path of spirituality, spirituality is to aid us in exploring that history and to release the history that's painful and hold on to the history that is liberating. So I always call that caring for the soul. When you actually listen to the self, you actually begin to care about the soul. It's a lack of listening that creates this lack of caring for the soul because we find it very hard to be able to um, communicate at the level that we wish with ourselves. So that's the first lesson. And it, again, takes us into qualities, the quality of kindness, the quality of truthfulness, the quality of royalty, the quality of deep personality that is high in values and virtues and has a noble kind of a sense to it, you are being yourself. You are being a soul. And you're being very close to God the Father. So I want you to just take a minute and breathe in that idea. Who am I? A soul. An energy of light. It's filled with kindness. And each time I can apply that consciousness... I actually get very close to the experience and the reality of who God is. So being very, very open-minded about the energy of the divine is so vital in meditation and spirituality. The debate about God has lingered for centuries. 
And some people tend to debunk all notion that there's even a God. And some remain devout till death. And so very often someone may remark, well, who cares? Well, insurance companies still refer to acts of God in the context of um, catastrophes, war, abuse, (laughs) Obamacare. (laughs) But is a God really to be held responsible for human doings and for us being not self-aware? Or is God an energy to remind us of who we are? and why we're here. So when I go into meditation, I focus on the energy of this supreme being that's very still but very active. And every time I go in meditation to connect to the supreme being, I get this experience returning to me of a vast state of self, an unlimited state of self. And perhaps we get annoyed when we're not feeling unlimited and when we're surrounded by limited energies, we get annoyed by that because that's not what you are, that's not who you are. And we all need to sort of get out of that energy, that vibration of energy, to be free from that energy. Energy of God, what is it? How do I connect to it? I first have to create my soul awareness. I first have to experience my real sense of self. Then I can feel like my energy is elevating towards a God self, a higher self, a sense of love and peace and purity. And as it keeps increasing, I start to experience this God. I begin to feel an ocean of qualities flood over my consciousness and I start to wake up pattern in an old behavior and in, and an old way of being myself. It's like, that's not me. There's something that feels much better in this state. So let me invite you to just sit with that for a minute and let's just have a little meditation on the vibration of the soul connecting to the supreme, a loving connection and loving union. Here's bliss on this love, and we'll return to expand more on the conversation of Raj Yoga Meditation. Take a deep breath, everyone.
Welcome back. I'm sure that must have touched you because this is what Raj Yoga Meditation does. It brings you into a more loving, thoughtful, not only connection, but relationship with the self and with the divine. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. We're talking about Raj Yoga Meditation, about uh, teachings that I know has been a very big foundation for me. And sometimes I don't get a chance to talk much about it because all my guests are such experts on the air and I value their narratives as well. And I just thought it would be so nice to just get an idea of some of the things that we believe in and um, share with all of you who have been our trusted listeners over the years. Um, I don't know how many of you think life is linear, but um, definitely we find that stuff keeps coming and going, right? What goes around comes around. Or you tell yourself, I've been in the same situation before. Why is it repeating itself again? So travelers to different countries are familiar with their personality traits and their cultural norms. And the wheel of life depicted in textile, pottery art, and folklore tend to tell you where that culture is. The idea appears frequently in religious and philosophical texts, both in India and Greece, and in, in, just throughout time. There's this concept that there's something spinning, there's something turning. And in Raja Yoga meditation, there's a knowledge that there's a beginning, middle, end, and new beginning. But that everything starts off completely in order, what you might say pure, but then changes and goes out of order, becomes impure, but then seeks to fix, seeks to end that conflict. Like I started the conversation earlier about, you know, ending this inner conflict. What if you understood that you were in a cycle? And as a result of being in the cycle, I realized that there has to be this time that I've reach back to just fixing something that seems like it's out of order. So with the changing of seasons and the integrity of matter, external form, let's say, of the earth um, tends to change over time, right? So the driving force behind this, uh, this devolution, so to speak, is the human mind. And so the higher pure consciousness manifests, in a very powerful way, then the more beauty we'll see. But then when consciousness is very low, we see a lot of fear and negativity. So if we're in the cycle, then when you're in the mode of negativity and fear, where do you want to go after that? You want to go back to the spring of the consciousness. You want to go back to the higher level of consciousness. And so what I've learned is that in Raja Yoga Meditation that I'm in a cycle. And when I'm going through my cycle, I embrace it. It goes just a cycle. It's a season. It can't stay forever. But what do I need to do here? So then you begin to look at your patterns and the way that you keep doing things and getting the same results. And if you keep doing things and expecting another result, we've all heard about that. That's just called insanity. So... Understanding that we're in a cycle, so what I do today comes back tomorrow. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to remember with the wheel of life, is that there's a beginning, a middle, an end, and a new beginning. And whatever I do today 
it's also connected to the philosophy of karma. And so the more I understand this context, like this con- this concept, sorry, I says, oh, it, com- it comes back. It comes back. Everything I do to myself, everything I do to someone comes back. And so I want to be able to do the right thing for me and for others. Because if I don't, then what's going to come back to me? It's not something I'm going to really want. So understanding the soul and God, standing the wheel of time, karma philosophy, what I do comes back, brings me to the powers of the soul. We offer this course called The Eight Powers, and every time I try to talk about all of them, I always forget one, the power to face, for some strange reason. But you can't always change situations, and you can never change people. But the only person you have the power to change is you. And so when I look at the eight powers in Raj Yoga, they help me to overcome situations that aren't so pleasant or aren't so easy. And it somehow gives me the strength to continue on the journey with a smile. So get a pen and paper. I'll give you a second. And I'd like you to explore eight spiritual powers with me. Ready? The first one, the power to withdraw, is the ability to step back and just be an observer from with the world around you. That's the power to withdraw. It comes in handy when you just can't stop someone from doing something. You just have to be like, whoa. Second power, the power to pack up, is the ability to bring things to an end and stop wasteful thinking. If you think the same thought more than three times, it's waste. The power to accommodate, number three. It's the ability to expand and accept the present. And and it's the ability to accept ideas and even the hearts of others. Even though it might not be what you agree with, you can accommodate it like the ocean. It keeps taking and taking and taking our stuff but it still flows. And the fourth power, the power to discriminate, is the ability to discern the subtle and separate what is true from what is false. For example, the age that we're in, nobody knows what to believe anymore in the media, but you can believe what I'm saying on the America Meditating Radio Show. But it's so hard to determine, is this person telling the truth or not? And I would just say, trust nothing. Trust yourself. Are you being truthful? So then you check your subtle abilities, you check your intention to see if it's connected to the energy of God's qualities. The fifth power, the power of judgment. It's to assess the quality of choices, decisions, and actions in yourself and others. That's it. Is there quality in my choice? And here's my favorite, number six, the power to face to confront and resolve external and internal obstacles, tests, and challenges. And I have to tell you, everyone, I live this power, but I could never remember it. (laughs) The power to face, the ability to confront and resolve external and internal obstacles, tests, and challenges. 
And then the seventh power is a power to cooperate, is to give attention, time, experience, is to be humble in the midst of a gathering, is to be in service to something bigger than you. I am bringing my power to cooperate in this. I don't need personal identity. I want us to be whole. And then the last power, the power to tolerate. It's the ability to respond to external and internal events positively and yet check that you're not affected by them, which is huge. You can try to think of yourself as like some little superhero and that you have your eight spiritual powers, charge, forward march. And these eight spiritual powers, I guarantee you, will always help you to find your way through life. I just offered you like two, four, maybe like five or six of the lessons of Raj Yoga Meditation. And why I think it's important to just get a window into this. Think about it. Let's just back up a little. Who am I? Self, soul, a beautiful spirit. Why do I not act that way? Because I'm in conflict. Time. Seasons have changed in me. I'm not the same that I used to be. So where do I go to get my power back? God, a supreme energy that's of qualities. I bring those I bring that experience back in my narrative, in my consciousness. And then I understand that even though I'm doing this work on myself, I might find myself in the same situation, like I'm in a cycle, some wheel that I can't seem to stop. So then I realize that whatever I give, I give back in return. And so I'm just like, let me give the best of myself, because that's what I want in return. I want the best back to me. And understanding that we're really all connected. We're all connected to the seed. We all come from God, the source. And so there's going to be a great need of personal acceptance of the fact that we're all different. These eight powers that I shared with you earlier become a crucial tool in helping me along the way. That was just a real, real crash course on Raj Yoga meditation and how beneficial it has been for my life for the last 20-something years. I've learned to deal with some of the most challenging personalities and after a while, just leave them. Just let them be who they need to be. Or at times, just find your own space and just say, I need to really have a very positive, pure energy around me if I'm going to do something more in life. Because it's just it's a cycle. I want to give more of something good. And so if I keep being fed the negative, when do I ever get a, a chance to breathe that which is positive? can't be just my early morning meditation at 3.30, 4 o'clock, which I do bank on, by the way, tremendously. But I ask all of you to give it some thought. Who am I? And try to find a disciplined sort of routine so that your spirituality is paramount in your um, decisions. Everything should revolve around that, not change it. Revolve around that and get yourself into gear to be more of service to yourself and to others around. Thank you so much for offering me this time to just chit-chat with you about something that means a lot to me. And if you'd like some more information on the Brahma Kumari's meditation uh, for Raj Yoga, please just go to meditationmuseum.org or 
visit brahmakumaris.org. That's B-R-A-H-M-A-K-U-M-A-R-I-S.org. They'll have a lot of free materials for you there. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. I'm going to end the show today on a beautiful Hindi song called Sapkuch. Take care, everyone.